Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 22. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders in worship ministry with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded people and vision, and developing their ability to lead effectively. Well, thank you for listening today. My name is Matt Perkins. I am your host, and I want to say thank you if you have found us on iTunes or maybe Stitcher Smart Radio, or if you are out surfing the web and you came across us at our website at leadersinworship.com. I want to say thank you for listening. If you did find us by iTunes, I would appreciate you just leaving a written review. Just give you give us your thoughts or some feedback on this podcast and how it is helping you. Well, today we are talking about thriving, stagnant, or toxic. What is your ministry environment like? You know, just those three words, thriving, stagnant, and toxic. They bring a ton of visuals to mind. You think of something that is thriving, full of life, uh, magnetic. People want to be around thriving ministry environments or cultures. Uh, if something is stagnant, you know, you kind of think of, of hitting a plateau or maybe you think of just a, a body of water that nothing is flowing. It's just stagnant. You know, a number of years ago, my mom in her neighborhood that she lives in, there's a, a small lake or a pond that is in her backyard and and many houses that back up to that. And a number of years ago, it was a hot summer in the St. Louis area, and things just got stagnant in this lake behind their house. And typically what happens is there's no movement in that water. It's just stagnant. Nothing's flowing in, nothing's flowing out. It's just there. And over time, when this happens it ends up that the oxygen just dissipates out of the water. And when that happens, all of the fish, anything that is living in that body of water, all comes to the surface and dies. And it leads to death. If something is stagnant, it will end up leading to death. So have you ever came across this in life, ministry, uh, maybe a, a church that you were growing up in that it just had difficulty in growing. Things were just stagnant. People talked about more what used to be than than what is now. There was a article that I came across this week, and it was by Tom Rayner, and we've got the link in the show notes. But I love the title of this blog post that he had. It's called, An Autopsy of a Deceased Church. Man, does that conjure up some pictures that we think of. We've all come across churches that have been uh, in 
challenging conditions and needing to take the next step and move forward and will they do it or just decide to remain stagnant. Either way that we look at it, we have to assess what our ministry environment or culture is like. Back in episode 16, we talked about a worship culture in our church and our ministry, and I met with Pastor Mark Groover, a worship pastor, worship leader, and we talked about culture. The definition that we used and that we talked about was the shared set of attitudes, values, goals, and practices that characterize an organization. You know, another term that is used in the dictionary is looking at a culture as being tissue cells or bacteria, and it is maintained in conditions suitable for growth. So what is the condition that you are in? Are you in a condition or an environment that is suitable for growth? Suitable for growth for you personally? Are you challenged to grow in your spiritual walk? Are you challenged to grow as a leader, as a worship leader, worship pastor, whatever your role is? Um, Are you challenged and are you in an environment that is suitable for growth? Does your ministry or does your church promote this? You know, the result of a healthy environment will equal healthy growth. The opposite is also true. An unhealthy environment will produce unhealthy growth. Have you ever seen an instance in your ministry that someone would come to you and say, Pastor, I just need to share some concerns because there's some there's some things that are going on and people are talking in the ministry and they're just not happy and and they just come to me and they they tell me these things and I just thought I'd need to bring them to you. That has happened numerous times. And a number of years ago, kind of a light bulb went on. And when this person was coming to me and talking to me, I thought, wait a second. Do you realize that you are part of the issue? You are part of the problem. And they look back at me and say, what are you, what are you talking about, Pastor? These people are just bringing their concerns. And so many times, because we give a listening ear, because we open up and we just allow ourselves to be someone or uh, an ear that they can come and just bleed all over and tell their issues and their problems and their frustrations, it will end up becoming an environment or a culture that breeds gossip, that breeds discontent, that brings breeds frustration. Never let yourself get into a trap where people are always bringing their frustrations to you. If you are involved in a ministry, just politely say, you know what, this doesn't involve me, and so I just encourage you to go and talk to the pastor. Talk to the worship pastor. He's the one or she's the one that you need to bring this issue to. Many times people bring us their complaints because we're ready to listen to them. We're going to give them what they want, and that's just somebody to listen to. 
So we need to look at, are we in an environment that is suitable for growth? And if not, what are the reasons that that environment is not suitable for growth? So a healthy environment will produce healthy growth. An unhealthy environment will produce unhealthy growth. Have you ever thought, what does it really matter? A culture or an environment, what does it really matter? Well, culture determines what is acceptable or unacceptable, what is important or unimportant, and what is right or wrong. You know, in certain countries, it is completely acceptable in their culture to say or do things that wouldn't be acceptable here in the U.S. So it depends on where you're at, your environment. You know, churches have different expressions of worship. If I am in a Catholic church and I'm in the middle of a Mass, uh, it's probably not going to be appropriate for me to just bust out in a tune or in the middle of that congregation and just start shouting and jumping because there is a different culture. When we think about the results of a thriving ministry, the results of a thriving church, whatever your case might be, there are some results that I want to just take a a look at. There are actually four of them that we'll look at today. One, the result of a thriving ministry, first, it's going to engage people. They feel that they have a voice. They are engaged. There is life there. They are thriving. They are contributing to the overall team. They're called to be there, not simply just filling a volunteer role because you need someone on the planning center schedule that week. They recognize, they understand their role in the ministry, and it engages people. A thriving ministry, when you have things happening in your ministry, it engages people. They know their role. They know their purpose. The second thing is it creates synergy. Well, the definition of synergy, there are a couple things. One being the interaction of elements that when combined to produce a total effect that is greater than the sum of the individual elements or contributions. Now, let's just break this down into worship leader speak. Synergy is the creation of a whole that is greater than the sum of its parts. Just breaking it down to something simple, when you put something together, when there is synergy, you're taking one person, their anointing, you're bringing another person together, and you're combining. When there is synergy involved, it does more than just bring an addition of one plus one equals two. Deuteronomy 32.30, it talks about one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. When there is synergy, we start to operate in multiplication rather than addition. John Maxwell, he stated that if someone in your team can do something 80% as well as you can, you should begin the process of delegating it to them. Are there things that you might be holding on to in your ministry and things that someone else on the team can do? You can release, develop them, let them raise their level of leadership, and you can start thinking of different areas 
that you can develop, whether different things for your vocal ministry, different things for band? Do you have someone that can rise to the level where they can become the band leader and they can communicate with other people on the team and they can make calls and whether it's using a system like Planning Center or another type of thing, they can be involved in the process and communicating with other people. Are you actively looking to raise the level of leadership of people around you? Because that will create synergy. You will build momentum on that. The third thing is it develops unity. You know, an unhealthy culture will lead to operating by division. It cannot be sustained over the long haul. An unhealthy culture will lead to operating by division. There will be confusion, division in your ministry and in your church when there is an unhealthy culture. Unity doesn't mean that everyone will agree on everything, but what it does mean is that they are willing to set aside their differences for the overall health of the organization or team. You know, are there some things that maybe just aren't worth the fight? You can win the fight, but are you going to lose the war in the end? If it ends up disrupting unity on your team, are there things that you can just look at and say, you know, we may not agree on this, but we're going to come together. We're going to join, whether if it's you that's the one that is in leadership and you're setting the course for that team, then bring people together. Don't burn bridges. Seek ways that you can build them and bring the team together so that they can function in unity. And as a result of that, the fourth thing is it will promote growth. People will want to be a part of what is happening, whether in your church, whether in your ministry. People will want to be a part of what is happening. People will start to grow not only in your team, but there is individual growth. Anytime that there is individual growth and your people are growing in your ministry, your team is going to be stronger. You have stronger individuals, you're going to have a stronger team. So these four things, the result of a thriving ministry, it's going to engage people, create synergy. The third thing, it will develop unity. And fourthly, it will promote growth. Brian Houston of Hillsong Church, he recently stated at a conference, he said, our job is to be the culture, not to simply build it. We can start trying to build all these different things, put systems, put processes in place. And sometimes the thing we need to do is just raise our level of leadership and just be the culture. It's the old adage of the thermostat versus the thermometer. Are you simply reflecting the temperature or are you setting the temperature? If there are people that are grumbling and complaining in your church and ministry, and instead of you just stopping it and cutting it off, are you feeding into that negative culture? Are you part of the issue? Do you have to step back and say, you know, there's some things that I need to do to be the culture, to set the temperature, to set 
the climate that we are in to be the culture. Our job is to not just build culture, but we need to be the culture. What are some ways that we might be able to be the culture? Hey, maybe it's be on time for rehearsal. Be prepared for rehearsals. Study study your part. Make sure that you come in, you have a great attitude, and you are there to build other people up and do a great job. You'll follow what the director is doing or what he is leading to do. You talk to other people and you have respect. These are several ways that we can be the culture. If you are the worship pastor or you are the worship leader, how can you be the culture? You can reflect the culture that your senior leader, your senior pastor is setting in the church. You can show up early for sound check. Leaders, don't let your people get there 20 minutes before you do in walking in the door. Make sure that you are there. Show up on Sunday mornings. Show up early. I have found that if I am just getting there earlier than everybody else, and I just have time to, whether it's tune your guitar and just have some quiet time, make sure that other things are taken care of. Just take a moment and just relax and have that time by yourself. Spend it in prayer. If you're getting up early and driving into the church, use that time to focus, draw your focus on what God might want to do for that day, but you need to be the leader. A friend of mine, Ricardo Sanchez, he says the statement, leaders go first, and that is a a, a motto that that he uses. And it is so true. We need to go first. We need to be that culture. We need to set the climate in everything that is going on in our lives. Anointed corporate worship cannot function unless there is individual worship. There has to be individual growth before there can be corporate growth or your team can grow together. You have to have people on your team that are worshipers. You, worship leader, worship pastor, you need to be a leader in personal worship. You need to spend time during the week. That's Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever your service schedule is. You need to have personal times of worship when you are spending with you and God alone And then when you walk into those rehearsals, when you walk into that service, you are ready to lead with effectiveness, with authority, with intention that you can lead well because you've done it in your own time. Be the leader. Leaders go first. One thing that I found is when you act like a leader, you'll get treated like a leader. When you step up and you say, hey, this is the way that we're going to go, This is the direction that we are going in. People will follow. You will get treated like a leader when you act like a leader. There's a difference between being the leader and being a boss. Those two, those are not synonymous, leader and boss. You can be a leader and lead the direction of your ministry without people just feeling like you're the boss. You're the guy in charge, so they have to listen to what you have to say 
just because you have the title. Anytime you try and lead out of a title, it will produce unhealthy culture. If people feel like you are just dogmatic, that you are just pounding your fist because you're the one with the title and you're not leading out of a loving heart, a caring heart, you're not leading out of health and private worship, people are going to, over time, start to resent that. You will have a law of diminished returns that will happen in your life, in your ministry, and we need to lead effectively, lead with a pure heart, and lead not just because we have the title, but because we love people. That's how we lead. So today, when we look at the results of a thriving ministry, there are four things. It engages people. It creates synergy. Thirdly, it develops unity. And lastly, it promotes growth. We need to be the culture. We need to do things that will promote growth in our ministry, in our teams. If there are things that we need to go back to people in our ministry and just say, we're sorry. Just apologize. That doesn't make you weak. That makes you strong. When you will go to someone and say, hey, I kind of blew it on that last thing. When, when we talked and when we, we spent time together and we talked, I was frustrated and, and I shouldn't have responded the way I did. So I, I want to ask you to forgive me. Those are ways that we can be the culture. If you are not willing to say that you're sorry, then you're going to raise up people around you that are not going to want to say sorry. They're not going to have a heart of serving uh, because they're going to feel like you are just uh, looking down on them and just driving them. Have a caring and loving heart. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this topic today, that you have found this information helpful. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave me an email at feedback at leadersinworship.com. If you'd like to leave a voicemail, you can do so using a great service called SpeakPipe. You can leave a voicemail right on our website. Go to leadersinworship.com. On the right-hand side of the screen, you'll see a button that says Leave Voicemail. Also find that on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash leaders in worship. And you can use SpeakPipe right from Facebook. So we encourage you to go and check that out. We'd love to hear from you and uh, hear your thoughts and your comments. Hey, a couple things that are coming up this year that I want to make you aware of. In June, I will be speaking at the Relentless Ministries Conference that's being held at Christian Life Center in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. June 20th through the 23rd. It's a great lineup of people that will be involved and they'll be covering various aspects of church ministry and there's a great worship track that is being held there. So going to be a part of that. You can find out information and links in our show notes. Also be speaking later this year, October 2nd through the 4th, WFX in Dallas. If you're not familiar with WFX, they cover such topics as leadership, facilities, technology, and worship. It's an incredible time. 
and uh, you can pick up a lot of information. If you're looking at doing some expansion in your church, you can go and see tons of gear on their show floor and talk to different vendors, different companies that um, make various products. It's a great time to uh, just get together and connect with people. Well, God bless you. I hope that this is an incredible weekend of ministry for you, that you are intentional when you're leading worship, and that you're going to see great things happen. Thanks so much, and God bless.